0: Welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Widows. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Christian Muclosky. Muclosky, you know that's Polish for beauty. And with a Widows tagline, fresh off the tagline assembly line, Kelly Wand. And protagonist, not a Oh my god. Oh, Kelly really? Wand, seriously. Right off the bat. Right Jesus. off the bat. There he goes. Ladies and gentlemen, go. Kelly Wand ruining your movie-going experience. All right, Kelly Wand, do you have a tagline that is appropriate for people who maybe haven't seen the movie? No one's listening to this podcast who hasn't seen the movie. Well, also you got bleeped out. I'm just like, you know. it, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Finally, a movie where Jackie Weaver's a bitch mom. <laughs> is
2: that a spoiler?
1: Keep going. Finally, a movie about Liam Neeson and a girl from Lost.
0: Uh, What? Yeah, what? Because Taken. The other who, who's, who from Lost is in Widows? Oh, Rodriguez. Uh, right. Hello. What are you, dumb? Yes. Did you so watch Rodriguez. the Widows? I, don't, I try to put lo- – Oh my God! No, she got fired from Lost for drunk driving. She doesn't count. <laughs> she uh, did. <laughs> all right. What? Well, yeah, give me another tagline. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They all drunk drove and got fired, and then <laughs> right. David Lindelof had to lost. wrap it up. Yeah. Right. All right. What? What's another tagline for Widows? Kelly Wand. Yep. You you four. You see how they make bratwurst. Yeah, but what's another tagline for Widows? I
1: don't know. All right. Uh, they came, Kelly- they, their husbands
0: died, and the movie went on. <laughs> That's a great one, Kelly Wand. Well done. Yeah, Concise. I'm a really cool man. All right, Dingus, what is Kelly Wand burble- burbling on about? What's this movie that he tried to ruin for everyone? Dingus, tell us about it without ruining it for everyone. I didn't everyone. try. I succeeded. <laughs> there is no
2: try.
3: Uh,
0: we have fun. This week we saw Widows,
3: a 2018 British-American co-production crime drama thriller movie about dollar signs and empty promises. It was directed by Steve McQueen. Oh, loved and, it in the Bounty and written by him with Gillian <sighs> Flynn. Oh, I loved on it, making a living based on the ITV series of the same name by Linda Laplante. It I love stars uh, Scooby Doo. It stars Viola Davis or Viola Davis, as you would say it. Uh, Cynthia Arivo, Michelle Rodriguez, El- Elizabeth Debicki, Liam Neeson, and Daniel Kaluuya. Widows is rated
0: R. Oh come on! Why would that bite be dingus? There's no call for that. What's rated R about Widows? Uh, it's rated R for violence, mm, la- language throughout.
3: Okay and some sexual content slash nudity No. When? i don't
0: think i don't think there was any smoking though mm-hmm. yeah that's more important than tits <laughs> uh all right kelly wand is there anything that you feel parents should also know is in the movie widows you know when it started
1: i rated widows 3.1 but by the end i gave it a 95 but now i give it an xp but then i didn't like it when it went to eight because i found it hard to understand
0: The MPAA will not be able to use any of that, Kelly Wan.
1: What about my first
0: tagline? Why don't you sleep everything I say? There's a podcast for you. Uh, Widows opened at at number five uh, behind Fantastic Beasts and something about Grimwald. The Grinch, (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody, and I didn't know this movie. The number four movie on the weekend that Widows opened was something called Instant Family. Have you guys even heard of that? Do you know what it is? Oh yeah. Oh, why do you know, Dingus?
3: Family, the title. Why can't you? Why can't you be happy for me?
0: I was thinking more about uh, Rose Blackcox burn. like she's in it with Mark Wahlberg in a, in a comedy. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. That, uh, Alexander wanted to see that for some reason. I want to see. Doesn't it doesn't get bleeped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just quoting a movie, Kelly Wand. Oh. Uh, uh, so, uh, Widows Cox only hurt. made uh, twelve million dollars. It didn't do as well uh, as I think the studio is hoping however if we look at the critical reception on mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes 91 percent of the reviews are positive on metacritic the average rating from various reviews is 84 but on cinema score it only got a b so sad what yeah i know really i thought idiots yep. would really like widows Mm, I'm not sure. I think they were a little confused, weren't quite sure what to make of it. Right, yeah, exactly. There's a lot to Where's remember.
1: the husband character?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's with the van? Yeah. All right, well, Kellywan, I would like you to give me a synopsis of Widows, which could only be called One Thing. Yeah. <laughs> the- Sorry. Really Widops. trying to make a little weed blast here. <laughs> Wait, uh, say it again? I, the Widopsis? I mean, what else are you going to do? See, do you, add, do you say a the, or is it just Widopsis? Cause it's well, clear? no, there's no. it's not called The Widows, so this would be Widopsis. See, I want Widopsis because it's got dope in the middle. Go for it. Okay. I like
1: that. And um, I don't know. Some people are real particular about what the Opsis is called.
3: Yeah. Shh. If it were about a bunch of Italian women, it would be called something
0: else. Hang on, I have to smoke. Just talk about yourself. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure about this one. Oh, I like I like when Kelly's not sure about them because they tend to have a certain desperation to them that makes them more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's the
3: greatest, sad. the greatest cologne.
0: So then you laugh and in,
1: in pity.
3: <clears throat> Sorry, just gonna
1: <clears throat> wet my whistle. And here we go. Oh, nope sense like i've never done
0: this before are you nervous uh no but i know it's gonna go badly so kelly one just just picture the audience as if they're in their underwear even the girls (laughs) how's that gonna
1: oh can i get a boner it's a stupid rule what dopes this viola davis has sex with liam neeson her dog's white too Meanwhile, oh. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> wow right out of the gate. Oh, Look, I gotta make an Opsis, alright? Oh, <laughs> wow. Desperation. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? What, what other ammunition hey, do I have he, in my. He comes career? out swinging. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> alright, Kelly, want to carry on. Sorry. He comes out wagging. I guess it's better than nothing.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Michelle Rodriguez has sex with a Latino guy. He's all. That was great essay. Sure hope this movie's called Couples. <laughs> <laughs> That's encouraging. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shane from Walking Dead has a blonde wife. He taps her face with his finger and goes. Boop, boop. Oh, no. oh no! She blinks at him annoyed.
2: Meanwhile, a SWAT
1: team blows up someone's car. <laughs> This will help those B audience members understand the plot.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Us. I wrote this for them. Yeah, us. Neeson leans over to me and goes, that's why I prefer to commute. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm less worried now. I'm all, yeah, I don't think you know what commuting means. <laughs> At a tuxedo banquet to celebrate Neeson's death. Robert Duvall stands up, taps a glass with a spoon, then goes, When I was a kid, a book was something you read to your son. Stand up, stinky. Colin Farrell stands up, farting nervously, a smattering of dutiful applause. He points at his flag pin. The applause subsides instantly. Colin Farrell loses interest in food and goes into a room to talk to his black friend, Jamal. I think I'm running for mayor in this. Against you? <laughs> Also, church is illegal. That's me campaign platform. More illegal than mysticism. Mysticism's not illegal. Eventually, they both forget what they had to say, and Colin walks out. The crowd stands (laughs) and resumes clapping again. (laughs) They should have clapped during the speech. Meanwhile, Viola screams at her annoying mirror.
2: (laughs) Stop Stop looking at me!
1: There's another funeral for Shane Bernthal's. The priest is all The Bible says to live well and die well, uh something gates of Hades, blah blah blah. Uh the blonde girl cries, I wanna see his body. Her Australian mom's all trust me you don't, even as a kid. Ugh Ugh
2: <laughs>
1: A woman talks Italian to Rodriguez. She says stuff back in Polish. Meanwhile, at Colin's house, Colin Farrell points at a wall, nudges Duvall, and goes what do you think of me new paintings? Got them for 50000 I also painted them. Masterpiece. Look, I don't want you to be the first guy to lose to, you know, <laughs> one of those people.
2: TV actor.
1: <laughs> By the way, that's wallpaper. There's not even a painting hanging there. All right. Wallpaper. All right. A bowl of parquet margarine looks over at me and goes, that's <laughs> tedious.
2: Jabal is. <laughs> Say that again.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. Jamal and his black friend Jamel go to a basketball court and critique some rappers. <laughs> they give him a B. Meanwhile, Viola's limo driver hands her an envelope and goes, Yeah, at the limo place, we all have names based on our driving ability. So my name's Bash. She opens the envelope and a key falls out. She goes to some banks and tries it in all the safety deposit boxes. In the last box of the 15th bank, she hits her a notebook, and pictures of a bald man having sex. <laughs> and on that date, she celebrates by staring at a mirror while a record player plays instrumental stuff. Suddenly, Jamel walks in, takes her dog, and goes, Neeson owed me two million. That's how much my brother needs to win a debate against Colin Farrell. So y'all got till ten minutes before the end of the movie to get it. (laughs) He makes the dog fart by tickling it, then opens a door and walks into a closet. Meanwhile, Michelle Rodriguez comes to her wig store to find a guy picking up all the props. Sorry, lady. Rules are rules. Your husband's dead. All wigs become some random neighbor's property. He picks up Rodriguez's cash register, starts to carry it out, then adds Rodriguez's scowl to the top of the stack and walks off. (laughs) Uh, you know she has a lot of range meanwhile Viola's (laughs) driver gives her a matchbook so she goes to a titty bar where a guy's all you should sell that notebook get about three bucks and those pictures of the bald guy having sex uh, you know 20 cents (laughs) meanwhile the blonde girl hangs out with her mom did you sell your bike yet (laughs) the whole bike I'm not going to do what you did The mom punches her in the head. There, there, dearie. You're welcome. Now here, see this website? Blonde Daughters to Have Sex With dot (laughs) com. Mommy's always looking out for you. Meanwhile, Colin stands under a banner that says, Minority Hip Underclasses Hooray, and tells the crowd... (laughs) And tells the crowd... When I was a kid... Uh, which is why making women work minority report is the America I want to say stuff under a banner in. Can I get an um huh No? Okay, uh, who wants to tell a success story about me? Mr. Chick, anything? <laughs> Mr. Farrell, quarter to three period piece Opsis News. Um, are you planning your buying me mice? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a stupid mistake!
1: Damn it! If I, bet if I'd written it that way, I would have said it right. That's the saddest part of it. I'm dyslexic. That's the joke.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm a fiend for Joe Humitos.
1: Yeah, Mr. Farrell, uh, quarter three. Of the, are you playing your Miami Vice character in this? I'm afraid that's all the time we have today. Please enjoy the flag-shaped cheese balls. Thank you. He gets into a car and asks his secretary, You ever slept with a black guy? Her answer's complicated, so yes. (laughs) Meanwhile... (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the widows hang out in a steam room. Viola's all, Guys, I got a great idea! (laughs) I don't know why she's talking like... (laughs) Italian bash. Fourth chick comes in and starts boiling some eggs in a nearby pot. Viola's all, uh mm." Yeah, I guess my dog's period started today. Um, the egg girl walks out. The blonde girl looks at Viola and goes, Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I, I didn't say the plan yet. We just need to rob Robert Duvall's bathroom closet. I have blueprints. She holds up pictures of the bald guy having sex. Rodriguez is all, How much? All right, two million. I give five, we keep nine, carry the four, leave 13. Let's meet at 11.15 tomorrow night, the 17th, at warehouse and say other stuff. <laughs> Rodriguez is all Uh, I was asking about your dog's menstruation the blonde girls all the 17th BC or AD (sighs) look widows our husband's lives are in danger and we're dead I mean meanwhile Jamal gives a speech to his black friends people going blind that's the new normal ignorance is the new excellence can I get an amen no okay uh (laughs) situation mastication that's why we need to bring love and Jesus back into the math a smattering of applause for bath. Later, in a close-up room. <laughs> Reverend, this is uh, Jamal. He's uh, running for mayor, so I don't know. Ah, Arabic for beauty. One second, Colin Farrell's calling. Hey, Colin. <laughs> Irish for whelp. With an H. <laughs> Meanwhile, the blonde girl goes on a date with a guy in a suit. He's all, Are you Russian? Although she says no, he orders her vodka anyway. (laughs) So, you done this before? Yeah, I go on a lot of dates because my mom punched my head. Hey, can you say something reassuring? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, it's not your head I'm interested in. I mean, meanwhile, a black lady with a white afro runs onto a bus. Meanwhile, Jamel meets his friend in a wheelchair for bowling night. They wind up doing other stuff. (laughs) see if you haven't seen the movie that's not a joke (laughs) on his way out Jamel helpfully moves his wheelchair closer (laughs) (laughs) he's not all bad meanwhile in a warehouse Viola and Rodriguez Look as the blonde girl walks in and they point at her and go, Look at the blonde girl's hot dress. She looks good. File <laughs> <laughs> is all. All right, cut the shit, me. Blonde character, you buy the guns. Hot blonde chicks in evening gowns should be pretty inconspicuous at a gun store. Also get a van. Rodriguez, you're on architecture intel. Rodriguez is all. No problem. What's intel short for? The blonde girl is all. Buy a van where? Oh, it's America. Later, welcome to Van Auction uh, 08. i eight. I'm gonna summon a of that sold to the startled blonde girl. Didn't raise her hand. The guy beside her is all. That one looks good but doesn't have an engine. Later in a car, Viola's all damn it, blonde widow, you want a car but can't drive? Oh. And you spent six thousand watts? Oh Christ, what idiots captain of this ship. The blonde's all. I think your dog just sat in my lap. She's crying, and house train's not on the list. I mean, the dog starts peeing on the blonde girl. The blonde girl looks at Viola. Viola's all. I didn't say car trained. Meanwhile, Rodriguez looks up bri- bridges on Wikipedia. She yawns, then goes to her bank, walks up to a teller, and goes, Hello, uh, I just saw a bridge. Can you tell me who made it at least? It's not my job to t- tell you anything, not... But Delian Foster. Since the woman helped her, Rodriguez playfully steals all her business cards. <laughs> Meanwhile, the blonde girl goes to a gun store. <laughs> she notices that all the rednecks with MAGA hats surrounding her are staring at her open mouth. <laughs> so to fit in, she yells, Hello, I am Russian crazy person.
2: <laughs>
1: well, resourceful fat redneck lady hands her an assault rifle here you go honey <laughs> I can always support you Russians in our country wanting firearms the blonde girls all actually I wanted three um, someone's five-year-old girl walks up and goes you always say a girl's a gun's best friend that's a good point sweet pea what else you need blondie uh, three AKs and a grenade launcher uh, <laughs> maybe something for the other widows It's a lot of firepower. Yeah, I need them for every room. I mean, I need them for every room. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rodriguez hassles a bridge builder and makes him give her coffee. Finally, he's all, look, my wife died. You're not with Bridges Business Cards Incorporated. I asked you to go. (laughs) She's all, I lost my husband two weeks ago. He sits down excitedly. Really? Ah." She cries and makes him kiss her, then realizes he's dumb and leaves. And on that date... <laughs> I'll just take the kiss as quick as I can. The window closes. So she goes to a shooting range with the blonde girl. Rodriguez oh, That was a disaster. What do I know about business cards? They shoot at some targets, then look at them. They both missed every shot. They look at each other, then at us. Meanwhile, Viola sleeps with her dog and pretends he's Liam Neeson. <laughs> Then she wakes up, screams at her mirror, and chuckles sadly. I always thought I'd marry Rathbines. Oh, Later at a baby lady's house. <laughs> hey, Viola. Sorry I couldn't make it to warehouse night. I was just all, eh. What you need? <laughs> you have a baby? Ugh. Bye. Meanwhile, Jamel and his black friends bust in on Viola's limo driver. The driver holds up a ring on his finger and goes, 85 bears. National Park Service awarded me this for shooting them. They all watch TV off-screen for a while. <laughs> sounds like they're watching a boxing match. The next day, Viola checks her mail and finds that Jamel thoughtfully mailed her her driver's ring. Guess he misplaced it on TV night. She smiles fondly. Meanwhile, the blonde girl hangs out with her John again. His name's John she's all I thought we were going out what kind of hooker you think I am <laughs> we were then I saw you Ugh. hey uh what are these blueprints with stick figures of Robert Duvall pooing doing all over your ceilings <laughs> oh huh hey I need you to tell me stuff for sex uh what do I get out of it I only need to know about one building by the way if it gets robbed later and the cops ask you questions tell them it wasn't the blonde character I was having sex with who told me not to say anything to you Let's have sex. We start to have off-screen sex, right on R, but her doorbell rings. Oh, it's my mom probably. She likes to come over when I'm fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> but when she opens the door, it's only Viola. John's all, your mom, huh? <laughs> I would if I was. If I would have bought it, I mean, oh, your mom's here. It's Viola Davis. Sure. He walks out because I'm not racist. Longer's all. Thanks a lot, Viola. One of us should get laid in this. I haven't had my nose booped in a month. <laughs> you being a cunt. You bitch. They slap each other. They have sex <laughs> off screen. Viola goes to visit her baby friend Mildred again. Hey, Mildred, did either of our husbands know anybody with a driver's license? Um, having some issues with my criminal scheme. Uh, didn't know. Oh, uh, um, for four on drivers. Mildred's all. Um. Her baby starts crying, so she walks off screen. Viola's dog starts barking at a closed door.
2: <laughs> Liam! Liam <laughs> uh.
1: Behind it, we hear a fart, followed by some Irish cursing. <laughs> Viola walks out, then stares at the rear view in her car. Then screams at it. Inside the house, Liam comes out of the room and stares at Mildred. See that? When she came over, I hid in a laundry room. (laughs) I love it when a plan comes together.
2: (laughs) I'm on the jazz.
1: Mildred shakes her head affectionately. Neeson and Colin talk on a boat for a while. Then there's a flashback of (laughs) of Neeson in the warehouse. There's this flashback of Decent of the warehouse tricking cops by running to a door I guess the cops didn't notice and blowing up a car I guess the cops expected to explode. Then another flashback of some cops giving Viola's teenage son a ticket for talking on his phone. Meanwhile, in a hotel room... Oh, no. No. Hey, man, that's, that's the white people's version of what happened, okay? Meanwhile, in a hotel room, John and the blonde girl put on their clothes. As usual, they forgot to have sex. Hey, um... On character? Uh, Want to go to Shanghai with me? I need you to make some Xeroxes for a few hours. <laughs> I gotta rob... I mean, shoot. I mean, pull off a heist on Robert Duvall with my widow friends. I mean... Meanwhile, in the warehouse, Rodriguez comes in with her white Afro pal who likes buses. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is my roommate, Roshonda. She was in that hotel movie a few weeks back where Charles Manson's Thor... <laughs> <laughs> is all. Can you drive, Rashonda? You have a gun. Rashonda's all. I don't need a gun. I got this. She points to her afro. Rodriguez is all. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Rashonda can drive. Yeah, I just brought her over because I thought you'd like her hair. Uh, meanwhile, in Colin Farrell's desk room, hired <laughs> me campaign manager. Got a black British guy now. Idris. Wait <laughs> a. <laughs> I think he played a cartoon buffalo. <laughs> fuck, fuck your fucking four is fucking that asshole fuck you. <laughs> Duval storms out and sees Viola sitting outside. Mr. Duvall, I'm Viola Davis. We met at the teachers' union. Maybe you could teach my son an American accent. <laughs> Not right now, please, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> Damn it, son, she's from the teachers' union. Most powerful lobby in politics. But in any case, politics. Meanwhile, anyway, Rashonda confronts her black friend, also named Rashonda, at a hair salon, not Rodriguez's, by going, Colin Farrell owns our salon? Ugh. <laughs> I know that because I saw his black friend get into a car. The other Rashonda's all, Yup. Meet later at the warehouse. Lawn all, Man, how about that Viola? Oh, uh, you vouch for her? Need a gun? I'm Viola Davis. Ugh. Suddenly, they realize Viola's standing beside them. (laughs) Viola's all, you know why we need a new driver? Last one was killed. Those ring's okay. She storms off into a closet. The other widows are all, you know why we need a new driver? Last one was killed. (laughs) (laughs) Rodriguez is all, hey, if the third act goes wrong, tell my kids how awesome my Viola impression was just now. (laughs) Viola remembers she has to teach them stuff and comes back. She points to a pile of blue Tupperware. All right, fools. Now, if we have blue. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: I don't know why I doubted it. If we have four blue containers and three other blue containers, who's the bus driver? (laughs) Rashonda's all. I feel like I'm in school, learning shit and bettering myself is all. All right. Now this backpack has a weight of two million dollars. Put on Rodriguez and make her run around. We only have three days to smell like men. The blonde girl's all. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. Rodriguez is all. I thought we're the only ones who know we're doing it. Yeah. I'm Saying <laughs> if they knew, they'd yeah, we have the balls. Because <laughs> we're just women. Why would women have balls? The blonde girl's all. I think they'd probably be more skeptical, not of the balls, but our lack of experience. Not a. <laughs> all look. I ain't arguing that with you. Now I know y'all can get the job.
2: <laughs> can you do the job.
1: <laughs> yeah. Later in someone's motel room, the blonde <laughs> widow's all. Hey, John, how come we never go to your place? We could watch TV. I charge triple for that. Look, babe, I like you, but <laughs> Randy, it's not my life. It's yours. I mean, uh, okay, A, my character's name is John. Kelly said a hundred times. Look, I don't have time for this right now. I Have a table read for Oceans 9 and 20.
2: <laughs>
1: Bullock's ex-husband. Totally different role. Can I drop you somewhere? Preferably off something high. Meanwhile, Viola makes a guy sit in her car and look at sex pics. Finally, he's all, I can't look anymore. That guy looks so gross. Please, I'll do whatever you want. I need a key code for Robert Duvall's bathroom safe that only works on the third try. (laughs) He gets into a different car, throws a pink dice bag at her, and drives off. Meanwhile, Colin meets Jamal in a chair room and goes, we got a high-speed screw torpedo in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, I mean, that was a rewrite. <laughs> Something stupider. In a church, Jesus watches some kids and widows stare at each other. Then Rashonda gets mad at a punching bag. Naked Arnold leans over to me and whispers, the punching bags, they have the most thankless job, because even when people hug them, it's just so someone else can hit them some more. <laughs> He's naked while he's saying that, too. It was a hard on. Yeah. Gosling in a Santa suit suddenly stands up in front of me and goes, Attention! Arnold, <laughs> please stop interrupting the movie for your stupid <laughs> hopes. I'm in a Santa suit, and I just want to remind everyone that I will be performing in a reboot of the classic Christmas romp reindeer games at the Gardena Playhouse this Thursday. <laughs> that same Thursday uh, depending on box office receipts uh, I will also be playing Santa at the food court of the Gardena Galleria all this week, no children please and would like to remind everyone that Bradley Cooper's character made my actual wife Eva Mendes a widow in the classic Christmas souffle A Place Beyond the Pines uh, named for my body parts and a role that she often says she wishes she could save her in RL thank you, eventually he sits down on the night of the heist, the widows get bored and set off some fireworks in some people's cars. <laughs> some cops sitting in a nearby car sit up. One's all, hey, that looks fun. Let's go watch. They drive closer. The widows run around tasing people. Then they get to the ball's bathroom bowl. Viola takes out her paper taps. One, eight, one. One, eight, one.
2: Brr. Fuck. All right. eight. One
1: eight one. Brr, fuck! <laughs> the blonde girl's all. I think you're holding the paper upside down. Oh yeah. Okay. One eight one. one, one, one. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> Their voices sound robotic, by the way, so the cops will know that they're women. <laughs> As they pack the money in bags, Robert Duvall stumbles in, brandishing a pistol. Aha! Looks like you folks have just been Duvald. He accidentally shoots himself, and they run off giggling. Meanwhile, (laughs) parked outside in the van, Rashonda jams to the radio and watches as Jamel walks up with a gun and gets in beside her, but thinks nothing of it at the time. The other widows show up, cackling and high fiving. The blonde girl's, (laughs) "Man, that was awesome! Almost as cool as shooting De Niro." Suddenly, they realize Jamel's sitting beside them and holding a gun on Rashonda. Jamel's all, "Let this be a lesson to y'all: never leave your enemies alive." He gives him the keys to his car, leaves them alive, and drives off slowly
2: Useless. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On the radio as he drives. And we're about twenty minutes away from the exciting debate between Colin Farrell and a black character named Jamal. <sighs> Jamel grins excitedly. Man, this is the best MC I ever heard.
2: Fuck, yeah, this guy's cool.
1: Turn that up. Yeah. yeah, say stuff. Yeah, man. He's so impressed he forgets to notice the car full of widows in his rear view until they crash into him. <laughs> they trick Jamel by him forgetting how concrete works. <laughs> the widows run off giggling with the money while Jamel stares wide-eyed at his windshield, still awe-stricken by the MC's streetwise patter. The widows take the blonde girl to the hospital because she also accidentally shot herself. Viola's all, okay, cool. Rodriguez, you and Rashawn to stay here too in case you accidentally shoot yourselves. I'll go back to the warehouse and stare at the money. She drives off. When Viola gets to the warehouse, her dog's barking at the warehouse door and going, Liam!
2: Liam's in there! Liam! (laughs) Liam! Things Liam Neeson says! (laughs)
1: I couldn't think of a single thing he says. It's it kind of
2: best. Lyle
1: is all fucking stupid dog. Suddenly behind her. Thinking my death was meant to be simple. <laughs> Just like my orgasms. Lyle is all Dude, your plan in this was even stupider than ours. What are you, your gray character? I had to save that money. I need me. I mean, He pulls out a gun and accidentally shoots himself. Viola eulogizes him by setting off fireworks in someone's car outside. The same cops parked a few blocks down see these flames and drive over to wave hello to Viola and run over Liam's body. (laughs) And in denouement news, uh, Colin Farrell has officially won a debate by his father dying and is now (laughs) Assistant Defense Secretary of Chicago or wherever this is. A second funeral will be held this weekend for Liam Neeson, where the same minister will be delivering the same eulogy, but will have to be paid a second time. <laughs> Rodriguez walks into a room and forgets why she came in there, so she just stares at nothing. Meanwhile, at a coffee shop, Viola and the blonde girl stare at each other from different booths, realizing they made reservations poorly. This gets <laughs> <laughs> this gets boring so Viola turns to the black guy sitting across from her and goes under this table's a bag of money use it to rebuild a school cafeteria name it Liam here you eat my lunch I'm gonna go wait outside for someone else bye <laughs> outside Viola sandbags the blonde girl when she comes out alone for some reason goes gotcha <laughs> The blonde girl stares at her annoyed. Viola's all, How you been? The blonde girl's off screen and says nothing in response. But probably flips her off.
0: <laughs> Viola smiles.
1: The end. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Kelly, well, wow. I, don't know, I don't know why you doubted yourself. Oh. You it's because awesome. it's all horseshit. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. <sighs> uh, uh, all right. That's why I needed Gosling in there to prop it up a little bit. I love, I, I love me a Gosling appearance. That guy gets
1: around. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I know. He sees everything. He's got nothing better to do. <laughs> right. I feel a little stalked, to be honest, but, you know, as long as he's still funny. I'll you should be more. flattered, Kelly Wand. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I've never liked him more than since First Man.
0: Uh, all right. I'll go first. Um, I, I didn't – I as, as usual, I didn't know anything about this going in. I just knew that it was Steve McQueen who had done uh, Hunger, Shame, and 12 Years a Slave – so when it starts, you know it's called Widows. I was like, okay, this is going to be some sort of a drama, yeah. character study. Yeah. And then there's all that van stuff, and I'm like, whoa, what, what, what? Yeah, what kind yeah. of movie is this? And then the cast starts rolling out because I didn't know who, who would be in it and who wouldn't be in it. So I, so um, Steve McQueen, I think, is a strong enough filmmaker that he really tricks me for the longest time into not realizing that I'm I'm basically just watching a crime-slash-heist movie. Right. Um, but I love how well he does that. Uh, I, I like this a lot, so I'm going to go for my under and over to sort of explain a little bit about why I liked it. My under and over are movies about real characters that you care about that turn into crime-slash-heist movies. The idea being that the movie first gets you to like these people and then puts them in peril from really brutal bad guys. And so you've got this like sick feeling as you're watching the movie what's going to happen to these people? I really like them. They're having to do something dangerous and there's a terrible person or persons after them. Um, So uh, this formula, you know, previously it's very Hitchcockian and every man gets wrapped up in a in a, in a plot or something. So what I'm going to do here, my over and under, are movies like this, but they deal with either minorities or marginalized characters instead of the usual Hitchcockian everyman, the white guy, Cary Grant, lead everyman. Um, it's expanding the idea of the everyman in this kind of crime heist movie. Uh, My over is uh, Neil Jordan's Crying Game. I love Crying Game, and Crying Game is great about introducing you to Stephen Ray's character and Dill, Jay Davison, I think, uh, and getting you to care about their relationship and then bringing in all this peril from the IRA. And um, so my over is Crying Game, because I think Crying Game is just really good. I have a a few issues with how this movie ends up that I didn't have with, with Crying Game. Uh, and my under, which is nowhere near as good as Crying Game and Widows, but is similar, and I, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. There was a movie that kind of came and went without a trace that I sneaked into when it was out, called A uh, Kin. Does either of you know what this is, Kin? No. no. So uh, Kin, it's K-I-N. The idea being, you know, relations, you, the people you're related to, and it's a uh, it, it's a young. It, It's basically Terminator 2. It's about a kid who finds – instead of a robot Terminator cyborg, he finds a super laser gun from the future. Uh, And he goes and and, – A laser blast. Very good, Kelly Wan. And this movie is clear about what things it's indebted to, and it's a very modern uh, movie but the little kid is uh he he's a black kid who's been adopted by uh, Dennis Quaid and his his older brother Dennis Quaid's son is a, an actor I really like we we know him from Free Fire he's in a really amazing Tony Collette movie called Glassland uh, a guy named Jack Raynor plays his older brother and the kid finding the space gun has to go on the run because terrible stuff happens involving ruthless bad guys who unfortunately are led by James Franco, who was a bit of a joke at times. Um, but it's that formula <laughs> where the, these people you really like get put in a dangerous situation. Um, and instead of it being a normal kid, it's, it's, a, it's a little black kid who is having to struggle with the idea of where does he fit into the world? You know, why is, why is my dad white? Why is my older brother white? Uh, and the movie does a really cool thing for how it resolves that and how it turns out. Um, And so it's another one of those movies where you like the characters, they get put in peril, you worry about them, but they're traditionally marginalized characters, like the transgender character in Crying Game, like these widows, many of whom are minorities in Widows, and like the, the orphan kid in Kin. So those are my over and under, and boy, did I like this a lot. Dingus, go next. What did you think? What's a movie better than this, and a movie not quite as good?
3: Boy, I love this thing. Um, I love the way it's constructed. That, that's that's one of the main notes that I wrote about it. I, I just love the way that it's put together. I love the way it's edited. I love the way it's shot. Um, I was not a fan of 12 Years a Slave. Uh, I was kind of a moderate fan of shame I believe and I absolutely love hunger um and I love the way that Steve McQueen puts this movie together I absolutely love the way that it's put together um but I'm uh, you know as with when we talked about hunter killer uh I'm kind of a sucker for these types of like heist crime movies uh so under this, uh, my under and over are both David Mamet movies. Uh, the under would be Spanish Prisoner, which I quite like um, and just watched. And I would put it just slightly under this. Uh, I think it's a little too convoluted for its own good. Um, but I love Campbell Scott in it. I, li- I really love Steve Martin in it. I, li- I, I, I love the way that the movie is put together um, and how it, how, it, uh, how it unfolds. Um, I, I even really appreciate, uh, Rebecca Pigeon in it, even though she's kind of an awkward actress, I think in a lot of ways, but she understands how to, how to get David Mamet's, uh, cadence and over, over this, I would put house of games, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I, I don't know. It would be, it would be right up there among my favorite movies. I, I just, I have a real, uh, real fascination with that movie, even though I think the ending kind of falls apart and gets a little too histrionic as far as what happens with Joe Mantegna. Um, but I think House of Games is a, is a brilliant movie. Uh, this, I would put... I think that, that this is one of the closest rackets I've done um, because I, I just thought Widows just had a fascinating way that it developed. And I think that largely that is in part for... Uh, how Viola Davis uh, plays the character that she's playing and how she's out of her depth and still works works through the whole thing. And you understand as the trap is not the trap, but the as the twist happens, um, what's happening to her uh, rather than one of these movies that that like Ocean's Eleven um, so- suddenly shows you this is what you didn't see happening. Uh, it, uh, the the things that she is going through and the and the pain that she's going through, uh, I think are the are the strength of this movie. Uh, although most of our listeners who wrote in and we had a bunch of our listeners who wrote in, really cared for Elizabeth DeBecky in this, uh, really thought she was amazing and and I did too. Um, I think Viola Davis is just phenomenal in, in how she in how she soldiers through the movie. Um, so that's she's what the I'm. She well, she certainly is. She's she's emotionally the anchor, and and there's there's a there's great reason for this. Um, so anyway, that and she loves what, her dog. Yes, yeah, she does, yeah. uh, which almost to an annoying extent. And I'm a dog ah. person. No, no, for me, I don't bring my dog places that. No, she's my worried dog the guy's come. gonna.
1: She's worried because they got bad. She's trying to protect the dog.
3: That's why she yeah. brings the dog everywhere, well, she's looking out
1: for him. I was I afraid bl- of the
3: dog. <laughs> I, yeah. I believe she's always bringing the dog everywhere. <laughs> she knows what um, movie
1: she's in and the, dog, <laughs> and the dog. And the dog does dog, too. Yeah.
3: The dog turns out to be a plot device. But anyway, that, right, that's right. That's, that's, true. that's where I go. So, uh, Ke- Kelly on to you. Uh
1: yeah, Jesus. I really like I had the same experience Tom did, where I was go- I was sort of not looking forward to watching it. Yeah, it me too. Widows. I thought it was going to be I
0: thought it was going to be like a chore movie.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like a 12 Years a Slave but about right. widows, right. you know. Although I like I like chunks of Twelve Years a Slave, but I, I like this more. Um, uh, my over is kind of dumb, but I went with movies about women making bold choices. <laughs> so my over <laughs> Stoker,
0: which I don't know if you guys saw or not. No, before. I want to. Is that? Is That's that a Korean uh, movie. Is that Chan wook Park? Yeah, because I'm is. watching the series that he did from the John Le Carre novel, and I really like it a lot. So I, I need see, to. See I watched
1: Stoker. I think you'll like it. I won't say much,
0: yeah. much What's the about series? it because it's. Uh, it's called Little Drummer Girl, and it's uh, oh. a young woman I've never seen before named Florence Pugh, who's just amazing, and I think we're going to see a lot more of her. And it's very—it's another one of those things like Carrie Fukunaga did with um, uh, True, Detective, True Detective, where uh, uh, Chan-Wook Park just directed all of the episodes. Uh, and so it, it very much has – it's a very hands-on, auteur-director kind of project, oh. uh, or like, like Night Manager with Suzanne Beer. Um, okay.
1: I, I'm not one of those people where after I see a movie, unless the song's really catchy, I'll like go look up the song and listen to it after the movie. But I did after Stoker. It's got like a really memorable, and it's Mia Wasikowska. I know. I so love her. Yeah. I can't I, yeah. believe you yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. I really, can't either. I know Nicole. Just, yep. Well, no, yeah. then, then then you have to just look forward to. Like that's yep. the fun thing about, uh, you know, big gaps and right here. exactly about seeing it, like The Grudge. Um. Uh. But yeah. It's a stupid over because it's not really like Widows at all stylistically, um, and I'm just trying to trick you into seeing Stoker. It's my
0: trick. All but, right, you uh, got me, Kelly Wand. You, you tricked me, just like uh, Liam Neeson tricked Viola Davis. Well done. Oh uh,
1: so good. I, <laughs> I thought I read somewhere, my under's Ocean's 8, which is a piece of shit. Like
0: it, <laughs> uh-huh. I can think of it,
1: like, but it's under, you know. Did you actually see that? What, Ocean's 8? We podcasted about it.
3: Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> but I like that that's your review of it.
0: <laughs>
1: well, the that thing is, did... like, you,
0: this is very much like, it, just as far as the yeah. pattern, the template goes, it's very much like Ocean's this 8. This is
1: what but... I wish Ocean's 8 had been. This is exactly what I was like wishing it. I was watching during Ocean's right. 8 was this movie. It's so, because the characters are all defined. Something I really love about this movie, and I love everything about Widows. I think it's amazing. Uh, I, I really love the pacing and the acting. And like I said, like it's almost a cool twist that it's that kind of a movie. Yeah. Because you really... Yeah. Um, I, I love that Colin Farrell is a red herring narratively. Like it, he doesn't matter to what to what happens really. But I love that. I think that's cool because you don't not sure. It's a little unpredictable. I think it it's maybe sort of a predictable ending maybe, but. um no, it's great. I love that most of the movie is not the heist. Like the heist is actually really quick. Right. So it kind of reminded me of those like Parker. Because
0: novels. most of the movie is is the characters, and that's Setup, why yeah. this is why it's it's like an Ocean's Eight, but unlike Ocean's Eight, it's not just a bunch of actresses playing themselves. These are these are unlikely characters put together yeah. in a situation, behaving yeah. in in not super convenient ways in terms of creating relationships with each other. Yeah. And it, this movie is so. And this is what I adore about it. Uh, this movie is so rich with context for each yeah. of the characters uh well, it, it takes its time with all of them and i love you know i like how much it wants us to know about all these disparate characters uh, what was the scene and
1: i'll say mine first what was the scene where you suddenly realized oh wait this movie's awesome because for me it was like it's this this going to be way not what i expected was uh where he
0: in the basketball court which are rapping. so i, like, I what? right <laughs> is i like actually real quick i have a question about that i don't i didn't understand that why is is like sitting in a dumpster and doing rap like for the acoustics or something why were those guys in there what i didn't i understand. think he, they were just rapper well they were stringers i thought or Maybe.
1: whatever you call it's been a while since the wire but they, they, were, they were they were they came in short on their like um so they were his they were dealers for him oh. yeah there was
3: dealers
0: and Why they were they in a dumpster?
3: Time. They're not in the, the a – they're in a basketball the court. The dumpster.
0: Right, but he, he he finds them in a dumpster. Like the guy goes – there's a scene of a dumpster, and you hear rap music, and a guy walks in and lifts up the dumpster, and they're in there, right? Yeah, no, no, I can't the, remember.
3: Those are the guys – those are his muscle. The guys in the dumpster are his muscle, aren't they? Oh, they are?
0: Yeah. Well, no, and because the, the guy says – what
3: was rappers, that? You hear the rappers back in the gym uh, they're, I thought the rappers were in a, the
0: dumpster. Okay, you,
3: no, no. Now I'm confused because they're in the dumpster, the dumpster
0: with a bunch of bats. Uh, Why does they, he keep his muscle in a dumpster?
3: Because they they moved them in there to apparently do this weird job. In a job. dumpster?
1: I like that. I like that. If, if there's even no explanation for that, Tom, that just makes me like it more. Like it's just there's more going on outside the corners than you know about, and right, right. you don't need to know, and we don't. Cool.
3: But one it's of the but. one of the movies I watched this week uh, to try to prepare for this and just uh, think about over and unders because sometimes I do that was Dead presidents and there's a dumpster scene in that. yeah yeah I oh.
1: love that movie too.
3: I'm, I' there? hate that movie I, I you don't have, like Dead presidents no, no I, I absolutely hate it. Like that Vietnam was gonna be in my under but it's way too under it's it's I, I haven't it's, seen
1: it in a while so oh, it's it's it. so
3: I mean the Vietnam stuff in there it's it is it is, it is risable. I it like all terrible. their like, Oh my God.
1: What? Uh, no, the guy steps on the line. Come on, oh, I know uh, Overlord. dead presidents
3: is horrible. Dead presidents, but, but, yeah. there's, but there is like a, like <laughs> a character in a dumpster that is utterly uh, the the dumpster is utterly pristine. <laughs> she's just, she's yeah. just in this dumpster that's utterly pristine. So I, I thought it was it was his muscle that he was getting out to to come on out to uh, to deal with those those rappers.
0: Well, there were a couple scenes like that where I wasn't clear on what was going on, but like Kelly Wan says, I'm o- I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. I like this idea. Like, it's, you know, there's so much context here that I don't need to have it all spooned yeah. to me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: driver's
1: backstory, we don't know anything
0: about. Right, right.
3: I, I tell you what, I liked uh, the moment that I really sort of started to. Well, I, 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 I think I I think I hooked into this movie right away because I really uh, I got a a weird sort of he's uh, Steve McQueen. Has this strange way of shooting uh, rich people's houses is all clothed in white, um, yeah,
2: yeah. which he did
3: with shame, and he did that at the beginning of this as well. But the, that moment where the dude is poking at her face, uh, you know, she's, <laughs> she's got, she's got. She's got her uh black eye which the the clear implication is that he's he's beaten her yeah. and, and then he's making a joke out of it he's he's probably right, right make a joke out of it and then she jumps on him like this is uh, i do going but this is this is weird and it's creepy and i and i kind of love it i love i love what he's uh, how he's sort of leading me down this weird road um, and, and
1: conveying information
3: yeah, he's conveying information about her, about this movie, and then they all just get decimated. Uh, yeah. I
0: really, I really loved that. God, I forgot about that too. I know. Oh, this is so good. So for me, so, that, the first cut, text like text. the first edit from Liam Neeson like making that affectionate chomp at Viola Davis to the interior of the van driving mm-hmm. away, that, that's a startling cut. And again, it's because I had no idea I was watching a movie with crimes and heists and a car chase. Uh, but the way he shoots the car chase, strictly from the interior of the van looking out through the uh, rear busted doors, yeah. I was like, Steve McQueen knows how to do action? When did yeah. this happen? So uh, I, that, I sat up immediately at that point thinking, OK, whatever movie you're making here, yeah. you're clearly competent in terms of like making an exciting yeah, chase scene in a, in a unique new way. So. Whatever you got, hit me. I'm, yeah. I, uh, I
3: liked board. how ineffectual the like the the dude just throwing things out of the van was. I'm gonna throw a plastic cup yeah, out of the van. It's yeah, also a bit of a bookend trying. in terms
0: of what yeah. happens to Daniel Kaluuya too. Like because the way that right. that's right. shot uh, at the back of the van too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh,
3: Kelly, you you said something about the end. Um, we have a writer in her named Jeff Sweet who wants to know if the Liam Neeson twist was a surprise to you. Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: It was to me, but I'm kind of dumb. Like I I want to I want to be tricked by movies. Like I fell for this. I didn't I didn't see the twist in six cents. So I'm really stupid about twists. But I I really liked it and I didn't see it. And also the fact that it's he's seeing another of the widows <laughs> and as a baby buyer, that's huge. Like that's pretty there's not a lot of like downtime in a in this movie. Like every
0: scene something crazy's happening. Can so, yeah, you did you think of that it. ending of that did twist? You say, uh, and did you see I've... it coming by the way you're the one who's always you're the one who has preternatural insights into twins yeah
3: you're the opposite of me yeah. no i
0: did, i didn't see it uh it, what
3: what surprised me is as as that was in as that was developing uh i'm talking about specifically the very last scene with him uh where he walks up to the van right. I expected them to look at each other and both smile uh like uh no I thought, no way, I thought it was I going to be the two of them working together that, that she had –
1: She worked. knows he – she's like – I mean, come on. Why would she smile at him in that
0: scene? I know she why because Dingus has been watching uh, David Mamet movies. That's how House right. of Games would have ended. <laughs>
3: yeah. how You know, David Mamet has a thing within a thing within a thing within a thing within and a thing within a thing. And she suspected the dog it. first part. I even watched Heist again this week. I love
1: Heist. That was my over almost just sure. to annoy you. I know, Buddy's money, dingus. That's why they call it money.
0: First of all, let's not the spring. line. <laughs> no, Money's I know. Spring. I was just trying to spit it out really quick before dingus saw it. Yeah, but I
1: love Heist. Uh, yeah, a lot, and I think you're crazy.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't because I, I think Gene Hackman's <laughs> oh, laughing thing—it it really starts to wear on you by the end of that movie. He's cute as a
1: Chinese you. baby.
3: Yeah, he's cute as a Chinese baby, or cute as a bucket of kittens, or whatever. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, uh, one of the reasons. Uh, yeah, so.
3: I know. I know he just died. Is that um, why you watched it? No, I watched it because of this. Because I thought, you know, I'll give it another shot.
0: Wait, who just died? Ricky J. Ricky oh, oh, I thought you meant Gene Hackman. I was like, Jesus. No, okay. no. No, no. No, no. That's not, that sucks about Ricky J, though, too. Right? Ricky okay. J yeah. just died
3: um and he's he's great i I'll, I'll watch him in anything and i really would like to i'd like to find some of his his uh videos because i've heard he's he's got a bunch of videos that are him doing close-up magic and whatnot and that he's just phenomenal Um mm-hmm. uh, but i just love him as an actor in david mamma things but heist just doesn't work for me i think it just falls apart why i i, I, I I, because I don't think it's well written, I don't think it's well put together, um, and <laughs> I think it 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 ends up just being like a bunch of guys shooting each other on a dock, which I think is lazy. Um, I I I don't I don't like that. I I would rather it be an intellectual uh, exercise uh, all the way until the end. Um, and and I just think it it I think that by the end of Heist, it's too clever by half. Uh, there there are just too many twists and turns Quists. for him to to have foreseeing all of those things um uh i like the the idea of the movie i just don't think it's very well executed and uh as much as i like gene hackman i i don't think he's right for a david madman movie uh okay. I mean,
0: how does it <laughs> uh, how does this fit into widows though like...
3: uh sorry i was uh, it was I just, was it my just fault. a it was just a heist thing oh okay. um uh, it was just me watching heist movies
0: oh so you didn't have these problems with widows though you're saying
3: no 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 not at all. Uh I think that I think that heist works out well uh for the opposite reason because because she doesn't see these things. She's she's scrambling.
0: Oh in uh, widows you mean, right? Right. Yeah, in widows. Yeah, uh,
3: she's trying to make the best of a terrible situation and uh because she's so smart and uh so emotionally involved um that that is one of the things I love about it, and one of the, and what you brought up, you know, you, my my mind went to when they're turning to each other, they both smile and went, "We got away with it." But that's not what. Oh, happened. I see. And Tom, you said, "Well, you've been seeing too many David Mamet movies," and you're absolutely right. Well, um, the first
1: time we see them, they seem to be having really good sex, and and so if that's our first impression of them, then we're supposed to go, "Oh, well, so that she." Really, we're also it, though getting in
0: unreliable narrator thing like she's remembering right. things we don't know how true that is yeah, but right he- here's what here's yeah. here's what ends up happening now i i don't uh i i guess none of us really knows the british tv series and i meant to look up how different this is but as soon as the credits rolled and i saw jillian Flynn's name that explained a lot uh, so uh, – and, and I – again, I love this movie, but some of these things that I was puzzled about, I realized, oh, Steve that McQueen – That must be her. <laughs> Yeah, Steve McQueen was working from a Gillian Flynn script, she, you know Gillian Flynn adapting this British TV series, uh, and I don't I, – I don't like Gillian I'm Flynn, a Gone no. Girl apologist. The movie know, or the I, book? I watched Gone Girl. The movie. Girl. I haven't read the book. Yeah, yeah the, but the movie is – is that – David Fincher who did the movie it is it's fincher. yeah yeah so yeah. the movie at least fincher and well so here's the deal with Jillian Flynn David Fincher Steve McQueen and Jean-Marc Vallée can take Jillian Flynn's it's not actually nonsense. She's fine, but she's like airport book material. Yeah. And and with yeah. a strong a strong director, they can transcend that. And I, I want to give you an example of this in a minute. But I feel that Steve McQueen is a strong enough director and has a unique enough angle on what he wants to do with this. But all that nonsense about, ah, Liam Neeson is alive at the end, it just felt like a, a cheap, twee, Gillian Flynn, Gone Girl twist. And, uh, you know, one of my problems with Gone Girl is... it. It's totally a cheat. Like, Gone Girl, it just is jerking you around to do her little twist at the end. And it's so – like, Gone Girl is so mighty proud of its twist. Yeah, I no, mean, the twist like, is
1: in the mid- middle. Complete, I think. Right, right, right. Complete, and I'm complete. mainly
0: talking about the book, though, and that, that's the uh, whole thing. Is It revolves around, hey, I got you with this cool twist, and then we're going to play out the rest of the movie. And it, it's just – Gone Girl a narrative device built – jammed into an airport book. Like, that, that's What's my
3: twist in Gone... I mean, I, this is the first time I'd seen Gone Girl, and I i seem to remember you guys liking it.
0: Yeah, Gone Girl does this Dead whole thing Tom where... It. Yeah, I I, I, so a couple of things. First of all, I didn't like... Uh, it, it, I've only recently come around on Rosamund Pike. There's a movie, uh, Beirut, she uh. was in... She was really good in a, a retelling of the Entebbe raid. I think it was called Seven Days in Entebbe. So I've, I've really come to like her, and I want to go back and watch Gone Girl. But at the time... Uh, I, I was just so not into it because of the Gillian Flynn book, and because mm. I knew what the twist was. And so you're watching it, knowing, okay, we're not seeing who she really is. We're just gonna to die for halfway it, girl. through, right, right, exactly. But so here's the deal: I feel that S- Steve McQueen is a strong enough director to get around this little twist, and in a way, he kind of minimizes it. I mean, it's a, it's an important point, mm. and it, it adds a lot of depth and pain to Viola Davis's character. I don't think it's that necessary it feels a little gratuitous considering you know i didn't need a narrative twist movie because there was so much character here and it was so well right, written right. and acted um, you know that, that lulls us though like the we go
1: oh it's just a pot boiler and then we kind of zone out and then the cool twist happens you know? yeah the so cool t- twist the, happens but, though
3: but, t- but twist by twist you mean that he's alive
0: right that that, that we've okay. been exactly that there's this whole other uh, you know, because it's not a David Mamet movie as you're watching it, and I'm not expecting, as I guess Kelly Wand enjoys this, but I'm not expecting that layer within a layer within a layer thing, and it's just, I guess, one layer within, but it, it really felt like an obligatory third act that Jillian that Flynn's, you know, editor told her she needed, and I know it's an ad- adaptation from a series, uh, and I also know, because I did look this up, the series is based on, they did a whole other second season based on them tracking down the living husband, so... You know, that was part uh, of the original. Um, so, okay. But, but so like well, that.
2: Okay.
0: Well, well I, I feel that it really needs a strong director. And the best mm. example of what you can do with Gillian Flynn's nonsense twist, because Gillian Flynn, by the way, has a very definite tone. And I like her subject matter. There's a dopey serial killer movie with Charlize Theron called uh, Dark Places. It's based on a book of hers. And there's Gone Girl. Uh, John Mark Vallee did a, a just a sublime series and and you guys mentioned wild before uh wild lays the groundwork for what john mark valet does in a, in a really amazing series called sharp objects which is based on a jillian flynn actually i'm assuming it's a book but i know she wrote sharp objects and it's about you know a girl who's had a troubled childhood and she's a cutter and she's really edgy and she lives and you know she lives on booze and junk food and led zeppelin uh but, but, and it's got the twist. But what Jean-Marc Vallée does with the twist, and this isn't a spoiler, he doesn't care about it one iota. Hmm. So much so that he ends the series, and I think it's like six hour long episodes, and the twist is just a, a couple of quickly shot scenes after the final credits. <laughs> like he's just like yep he's just like you know here's a really good story i've got a great cast I, uh, i'm gonna play a lot with with the way that people remember things and time and uh, uh, so he, uh, he makes this great series and this jillian flynn obligatory twist he just shoves it into a post-credit sequence uh, and i loved that uh, i loved how little he wow. cared about the jillian flynnness uh, Here's that element. Of it. Flynn. Exactly, right. Like okay, it's <laughs> over. Real quick, let me just edit in a couple of quick cut scenes and yeah. okay, there's your twist. Easter egg. Yeah. But so anyway, uh, uh, the the ending, I I as I was watching it, I was like, "Where is this going?" and and when it ended, I felt a little conflicted, like did we really need this? But then I saw Julian Flynn's name and I was like, "Okay, I see what's going on. I'm glad that Steve McQueen didn't play it up any more than he did. Uh, like okay. it could have been way more significant. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so left field, and it's so—it's right.
1: right. like they didn't know each other at all, which means her. That's the thing that's that troubles me a little bit about it. Is like it makes Viola's character an idiot for being married to him. Right. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah, and not knowing who he was, and then he's an idiot for thinking she's going to do what she doesn't even think about doing. And, I, and, and he doesn't—he doesn't like channel her. to Here's what you should do, or even leave her instructions like, do this, sell the notebook. But right. like, um, but I like. Here's the thing: there was a movie a few weeks ago I think we saw where you didn't like that um, all the male characters in it sucked, and and like that was knock. And I love shit like that. And vice versa, like sometimes it's better for the story. Depends on the story you're telling. So this story is called Widows, and she's not a widow yet, but she thinks she's. And it's, uh, you know, it's like another. It's like one last loose male end she has to tidy up. Kind
0: of. Well, we do feel. I mean, uh, certainly Michelle Rodriguez's husband and uh, right, Elizabeth Debicki's husband; those guys are unrepentant jerks. Garbage. Like those guys, were right. supposed to immediately hate them. Uh, yeah. So, and that's that's sort of the fake out is it, we think it Liam Neeson the is good. the one noble, right. exactly, who, nope. who tried to protect right. and provide for his wife, and nope, he's yeah. evil too. It's uh, yeah. yeah, widows motherfucker. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so it's yeah. like
1: it's like it makes the title cooler. Like yeah. I'm a widow, but <laughs> right, sure. I don't
0: know. So there's that.
1: Um, so,
0: yeah.
1: And I like twists. Like, if I don't see a twist coming,
0: I go, well, I didn't see it coming. Well, yeah, Uh-oh. and I'm an idiot, so I never see it coming. So I, it, yeah, I don't either. It, it took me by surprise. I mean, I'm not, yeah. But I do and love, though. it doesn't count. It's really short, like you said, like you were saying. Well, and I like, too, how he reveals it with the, the flask on the, the shelf, the dog. The and dog! I, like, at that point, yeah. I was like, okay, I know what's happening. And then the door opens. And the, the reveal wasn't Liam Neeson in the closet. The reveal was the flask. Uh, yeah. And then the dog. And I, I like right, when a right, director right. knows that I'm going to figure something out early enough. And, and then I guess it's the door funny. opening is for the, the dumb people who gave it a B on cinema Score to well, make sure. It? Yeah,
1: okay. that was weird that they – that he did that part where he, in the middle you go – but then I guess the twist there is like he's not only alive. He's with that chick. Right. And that's his well, baby. That's the part of it I guess.
3: I think that for me the the thing that makes – that – that stands out for me is that uh, it's a character twist. It's, it's more, it's, it's instead of what we expect, it's the, you know, she doesn't like bang down the door and go, I can't believe this is happening. She just walks away and she grieves. She realized that she's at a different level of grief um, because she knows what's happening. She understands exactly what's happening. And Viola Davis just goes out to the car and goes, I, I've been, Utterly betrayed, and now I have to Completely shift everything I've thought um, Although it doesn't I've,
0: change her course She's Yeah, that's the thing, what, what if it doesn't have any effect On the plot, except when yeah, it comes don't. in at the end We're like, okay, well we knew he was alive So
3: But it, yeah. it affects her emotionally And she she reali- I, It's just it's just such an odd choice That I really I really Hooked into that I really hooked into her like Looking at the door, understanding what was going on uh, and we understand what's going on and then she just walks away. Uh I I really loved that. I loved that choice. I I thought that was choice but was But she's sad. contemplating
1: opening the door and doesn't. And you I go, think, "Why?" Yeah. yeah. Like she's not ready. Like she can't handle it. She's like, hey, "If I open the door, I sh- well, this ha- certain things have to happen I'm not ready to deal with."
3: Well, Maybe. she can she can deny it or not. Yeah. Uh and and Choose she has not to. she well, she's the kind of character who has to decide. But he should have known she's... that she knew then. <laughs> Idiot. Stupid Leo. Okay. Sorry. What? Yeah, that's fine. But uh, but she has to decide, and there, there are times in our life where we have to decide. We have to actually make a choice whether we realize it or not, whether to deny something uh, psychologically or to accept it. And she has to go out to the – she has to leave the, the – that apartment that house whatever it is uh to decide whether she's going to deny what's going on or not and then move forward because what difference does it make to her um she still has to deal with the reality of whatever she's going through i thought that was a really fascinating decision
0: doesn't she go to colin farrell after that scene though yeah yeah
1: yeah uh tell her go fish well yeah literally
0: but I guess she yeah, doesn't Colin know Farrell. though that Colin Farrell and Liam Neeson are, are plotting together, though.
1: And Colin Farrell succeeds. Like, that's, that, that's right, like right. something
0: from The Wire. <laughs> exactly. It's or like or wire something from a Polanski something. movie from Chinatown yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Right, right. yeah Kelly, one well, I so, also like that you thought both of uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, – I don't know the other actor's name. I like that you both thought they were both named Jamal. No, one of them was uh, – no, the other guy has a cool name. It was uh, Jetain. I know. I love that yeah. name, which is I why – why you would you, would you confuse that with that? I right? love you, yeah. And, and you know, I like awesome. how Colin Farrell calls that out early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's such a weird name for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, the opsis doesn't imply what I really <laughs> think. Okay, fair enough. So, sometimes so there's some be, performance was, art going was, on,
3: right? So Brian Becker <laughs> says that the political stuff uh, scratched his, uh, his wire itch. What do you yeah. think? Yeah.
1: Well, like the Colin Farrell stuff totally
3: was like, Do you think that cool. works? The 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 yeah. the political stuff? I mean yeah. I, I I love the dialogue. I'm really into uh, to Colin Farrell as an actor and I really like Robert Duvall, but I don't I don't like either of them in this. Uh, I certainly don't like what they're Colin characters
1: Farrell,
3: or they're acting? They're acting. Um, oh I, really? I'm not crazy about Robert De just like spitting on his lip and wiping it off and just just blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, I don't understand what Colin Farrell's doing with his accent. I mean, I understand that he's he, he's sense. he's sort of bumping. <laughs> it. Either, either he's making a mistake because he's and I've been studying a lot of accent stuff, um, watching these technical videos about accents uh, on YouTube lately. Um, uh, I understand that he might be messing around with an Irish accent because their name is Mulligan, uh, but his father has none of that so you i always him. just I, take that
1: as the character like
3: I, the yeah has
0: he, he, a weird genetic thing well, I, he think, makes, I think he's just making mistakes i i don't i don't think he had preparation. Mm, no he's making fun he makes fun of him calls him kennedy he says you're not kennedy it, it sounds to me like it's a put on he's trying to be a put on sort of a, a kennedy accent because it's it's a ridiculous boston accent in, in the south side of chicago and i think right. you're right dingus yeah he's, he's trying to play up that he's irish catholic i mean it's it, yeah, it makes I, the I don't character better cuz he's cause, phonier. And Colin accent can do Colin accent. Colin Farrell can do accents. Colin Farrell uh, yeah. knows what he's doing. And yeah. I think it's right. like it's like Kate Blanchett and Hannah some people watch it and go, "Oh god, she's awful at accents." But I think it's her character choice is yeah. to do a bad accent. So I think the idea is that he's just so trying to be a, a young Kennedy type uh, and practicing like, that accent. Right, that's the best right. he can do. Right. So he's coming from the other direction. Yeah.
1: And, but even and, when I watch Conan,
0: I go, "Oh yeah, see, Samaria. that's why he talks." <laughs> and Kelly, one, you mentioned the Wire, but I can't help but think when I, I see this because, y- you know, like Baltimore's one thing. But I, I loved watching this and thinking, "Yeah, that's this is the this is where Barack Obama came out of." Like the, well, yeah, all this yeah, Chicago yeah, yeah. politics instead of Baltimore, or New York, which now
1: seems quaint. Right, but you only watch the first season of The Wire, and it gets more – There's like No, a- no, I know,
0: I know, I know. But just being in Chicago rather than Baltimore, I liked the fact that it was oh, yeah. Chicago. And it's a period piece. It's 08 Chicago, so we're supposed to really think about You know, I wondered I about that. Is it a period piece? I thought or it was, but it. I – Because you see – well, here's the thing. That. You see on the gravestone 2008, but I think it's it's their son's gravestone you later find out. Right. So right. I don't know how long ago he died, but I remember seeing that gravestone and thinking, oh, it's a period piece. But I think now that I was don't know. just now, the sun's sure. gravestone. So no.
1: I thought it was, but I couldn't figure out why it was, and I thought it had something to do with the Colin Farrell subplot, like, oh, it's tying in with some Chicago thing that really happened and they're
3: Well I Chicago's don't. well known for that level of corruption, and I I think that the movie well portrays that. Yeah. Uh but I don't think it's I d I don't think it, I I certainly didn't get it the idea that piece. it was supposed to be a period piece, yeah. Uh okay.
0: I don't know if it is or not now. I forget why I thought it was. And if well, it was it's that gravestone because I thought the same thing, Kelly Wand. If you see a gravestone, that says 2008, and I thought she was looking at Liam Neeson's gravestone. No, it's a but separate But later – right, and later you find out it's it's her, it's her their son. Yeah. yeah. I like so, that scene too. So everybody
3: – almost everybody who wrote in, Chris Webb, uh, Brian Becker, uh, Jeff Sweet, Soren Hoagland – uh, thought that Elizabeth Debicki was basically the standout in this. Uh, more than Viola. The, no, uh, almost nobody talked about her at all. They just thought that it took it, her for it, granted. It, it's great to see her. Um, you know, you Soren Hoagland in, in particular said, especially after watching her in Cloverfield Paradox.
0: Oh, um, uh, uh, she I was! was in, in, I can't even or believe! Or I don't even. She was in Cloverfield Paradox. She was in the. She had the wires in her body. Oh right, right. She was the Wall Girl. Okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wall, okay. girl. Yeah. I I mean I I'm not the lead. I don't know if these these people have seen Night Manager or Kettering Incident, but I like she's being Elizabeth Debicki, and I love watching her do that. But I don't know that I would call her a, a, a standout. I mean she she did exactly what I expect. She she was good in that part i like how the character was given context and wasn't just made a, a ditzy blonde wife yeah. um or just depressed but i, I think all the that's time. true too of of michelle rodriguez's character and certainly uh, cynthia erivo um it, yeah i mean she was great she was good i liked her a lot but come on i davis too. come on yeah, cynthia yeah. erivo gee oh my yeah. god i'm so in love with her and i cannot yeah. i am i am obsessed with that woman's arms like i oh, knew she Lord. after after uh bad times at el royale whatever that motel movie was i yeah, like yeah. that was amazing discovering she could sing in that but looking at her athleticism in this movie yeah. i just like swooned she is amazing and i can't wait to mm-hmm. see her in more stuff uh i like you know, the, so. hair. I, the hair was the hair i didn't realize who i was looking at until afterwards yeah 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 i didn't either and the real big, hair was just for the those big, big beautiful, beautiful eyes from that yeah yeah uh, she has great eyes yeah, I was thinking like someone she's obviously from, you know, that uh orange is the new black or something like that. because uh, I but uh yeah, no, so she I was I thought great. she
3: was somebody from the uh the Marvel movie that we loved.
0: Black uh, Panther?
3: Yeah, and, Black and Panther. Wasp. Oh right, yeah. right. Uh so uh Chris Webb says that there were two great gun shows in this. Uh because <laughs> I know where this is going. Go on. <laughs> he also liked Viola Davis's arms. Um,
0: oh, oh, yeah, when she had the tank top on. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah exactly. But come on, Cynthia Erivo? Her, like, when she's in the running suit, like, her her shoulders, her lats, good lord, yeah. she was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get see her get in a fight scene. I want her to punch someone. <laughs>
3: yeah, when she shows up and and I realized, okay, the the movie sparked for me at that moment. I got my uh, own gun. I, I was yeah. already on board, but yeah. but when she shows up, I'm like, okay, good please get more of her in this movie right now because the movie just came to life when she's on the screen the movie comes to life for me in a different way than it did I mean already I'm into the movie uh, in sort of a language the way that Steve McQueen is is shooting the scenes and moving through the moving through everything but when she shows up it sparks and I,
0: think- I just I just want to like Give me more of her. Part of she's what's going just, on, too, me. is unlike the other characters, she's uh, she's not weighed down by the tragedy of what's happened. Like she right. comes yeah, yeah, from yeah, outside, yeah. the, the right. their their depression, their despair. Uh, so naturally, like she's written that way, and that's how her character arrives. And I really like that about, you know, this wasn't just widows. Uh, like I like yeah. that she arrived from the outside. And what it reminded me of, because we see her early a couple of times in the, the beauty salon scene, And I remember wondering, wait, who is who is that? Who does she know? How is she connected to this? Uh, It reminded me of *In Heat*, where, like, in the eleventh hour, McKelty Williams, as a dishwasher, gets pressed into service to be their driver. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. here's this new character. But then the the startling thing there is he just gets killed summarily in the, the heist, and it's tragic and sad. Um, but I like this idea of creating a story about this tight-knit band of, of, of people going to do a heist, and they have to bring a new guy on. Who, but we've been introduced to the new guy previously and wondered, what does this person have to do with the plot? So I yeah. like how we got to see a little bit of her, and then we see how she folds into the group. Um, it should have the they, guy in the bowling alley be the driver. I like that guy too. Do you know? Do you know who that yeah. is? Kelly Wand, Kevin J. No. O'Connor, Clint Howardy. Oh, how dare you! How dare you? So really? uh, I, I watched. Fans? I watched so many bad horror movies. So many bad uh-huh. horror movies. But not The Grudge. And uh-huh. I recently what watched I one. do I know him from. All right, here's where Here's where you know him from. I recently watched a really. I mean, it's so lousy. Nobody in this movie is any good. It's as bad as you're going to infer from the title. It is cheap. It's like one of those asylum things. A movie called Flight of the Living Dead. And it's it's about an airplane that has a a virus on board with a zombie and the zombie gets loose. It sticks on a plane with a zombie. And there's one actor in it. You watch this movie, and I don't care if you know who Kevin J. O'Connor is, but you watch – Flight of the Living Dead, and you are keenly aware the whole time that only one person in this movie is a professional actor, and it's Kevin J. O'Connor, that guy who owns the bowling alley, playing the comic relief snide criminal, he's like the Burke character, Uh, and he's really good in it. You watch this horrible movie. So he was in, um, he was basically a kind of a, a, in the 90s, like a cross between, uh, I guess like Steve Buscemi, and uh, like he's the sidekick in The Mummy. Uh, he's like a Walton Goggins type back oh, in the 90s. Okay. He was in Deep Rising. He was like the wacky comic relief guy in Deep Rising. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that guy's that's been around. Right. Yeah, that's he's right. been around forever, and you watch, right. even in a crappy yeah. movie like Flight of the Living Dead, he's great. So watching him in this scene, because that, that's oh, another. Oh, he's in There Will Be Blood. Of course. Is he the brother in There Will Be yeah. Blood? The stepbrother, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. that guy. Yep, yep. And he's got a great face. He's got a very Walton Gogginsy face, and he looks so. Yeah, and and he's there's something very like put in, upon. Yeah, he's very put upon, and there's something inherently sympathetic about him. Yeah. So one of the real surprises in this movie was uh, just how starkly evil and foreboding. Nice, friendly, soulful Daniel Kaluuya was. <laughs> I love that guy, but he's just like a nice guy, and get out. And he's the conflicted leader in Black Panther. Yeah. And you just see him playing like an outright evil villain. It's great. Who, when he comes on the screen with someone, you're dreading what's going to happen. So that scene of him, yeah. I guess it was just a screwdriver, or whatever. He's <sighs> like a wire character. No, for it's real. A,
3: it's it's more like a switchblade kind of thing. I mean, he clicks like it out. Like a shiv. I didn't like, know what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did it.
0: But, uh, that, yeah, so anyway, Kevin J. O'Connor, I like that guy a lot, and uh, I forgot why I went off on that. But, uh, but oh, no, no it, it, I like how he plays into making Daniel Kaluuya just that much more evil. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I'm a little glad… Casual. Casual killing. Exactly, character. exactly, yeah. And I'm a little no, glad we didn't know. have to see Garrett Dillahunt buying it because i love i love that guy too like garrett gillahunt garrett dillahunt also uh-huh. a super viami <laughs> mice uh, yeah, garrett yeah. dillahunt is a super yeah. he's a put upon inherently sympathetic character and if you want to have a real evil villain have him beat up someone like kevin j o'connor or garrett dillahunt and the audience yeah. will hate that person and <laughs> and uh, hassle a dog and oh Garrett my God! Dillahun- well, that's that's a different guy, but yeah, yeah. Garrett Dillahunt
3: does a heck of a job playing just a guy who's slow. <laughs> I mean, that's hard to do. The and... funny,
0: yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, like, I know him from a, a TV. And I first saw him on a TV series uh, called John from Cincinnati, uh, where he plays a super smart brain surgeon. And it's so weird that being my introduction to Garrett Dillahunt, <laughs> and now yeah, he's always like the slow dumb guy. Uh. <laughs> Uh,
3: but I think we got into this by talking about her, um, uh, Cynthia Arrivo, Uh and one of the things I loved about this and what really creeped me out. Uh, just as a parent was that she she comes home finally and her daughter's been waiting for it, and then she gets a call to go off and she's like, it's twelve dollars an hour. I got to run out. I don't know what she's going to do. And she it turns out she's going to be a babysitter for somebody. Right. who's never met her before. Right. And it's like Uber for babysitters. Yeah. And I cannot imagine doing that. Like, just OK, I'm just going to let you look after my Random kid person. for twelve bucks <laughs> an hour uh okay this is city sitters i mean it's just i i know that probably exists but i can't imagine doing that with your kid can be popular like, uh, uh i'm just going to invite somebody in who's uber for as a babysitter and that that's how she gets introduced into their world and then when she walks into the room and she says uh i don't need a vouch and you need to talk you need to watch how you talk to me yeah. i mean she is so fucking tough and just immediately like she goes from being this, this woman who is like tickling the kids and taking care of them and is clearly a maternal person uh, to uh, you need to watch how you talk to me I got my own piece you don't, I don't need to vouch I mean I love the way she shifts and I totally believe it I totally believed her character uh, I loved her I absolutely loved her and that's why I call her the spark in this movie my least favorite
1: widow is Rodriguez, I guess, because she had the least uh, shtick, like the least defined, the well, least she, exciting.
3: She had the the boyfriend who was constantly spending all the money at the bookie and ruining her shop and whatnot.
1: Right. So she's passive. Like, I don't know. Like, she wasn't sassy the way the other widows were. <laughs> she was the least <laughs> sassy, widow, which sassy. is kind of ironic because it's... <laughs> It's Michelle Rodriguez, and she's the least sassy.
3: Least
0: sassy. She's the
1: least sassy widow. But it's also – she's coming from the Fast and Furious heist movies, and now she's making <laughs> –
0: She's been there, done it's that. Nice. These are a dime yeah.
1: a
3: dozen to
0: her, right? <laughs> right.
3: So you said this came from a miniseries, Tom? Because Chris Webb said he liked it. It should have been a miniseries.
0: Yeah, so it's a British uh... – it's a British series uh, from the I don't know 70s I think, and it ran for two seasons. And the second season was about them tracking down Liam Neeson, uh, and because he doesn't get killed. Uh, and then there was even a standalone movie that was made from it. Um, oh. And it, it's funny looking at the actresses, and they're totally they look like you know Knots Landing uh, cast members. Um, Ooh. But yeah, it's very very I guess 80s British TV series. Yeah. Well, the Brits usually
1: shorten stuff. They don't make it.
0: I don't, yeah, I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine it, it's not like Gunsmoke or anything, but uh, yeah, it did have two seasons and then a standalone movie. But that's what made the movie cool to me, is like, it felt like a lot of content. For one yeah, time. I mean, it's just, a how lot was this? It. Like, this season, this must have been over two, two hours, hours, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. a little over two hours? Oh.
3: There's, I, this movie was two hours and ten minutes.
0: I was never bored. During oh, no, that. no, I mean, that's another thing that Stephen, Stephen Queen never. totally has, is pacing. Never. yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, no, I, no character i was dreading seeing again okay here's where i have a problem matt walsh get out of here this isn't the, this isn't your kind of movie no don't really go, don't what are you what are you doing go go back yeah. to veep i mean i love matt walsh i love him to pieces and the guy's hilarious but i don't i don't need a matt walsh's is, is wacky being blackmailed by sex pictures scene <laughs> yeah that was that stuck <laughs> out that was really weird. right i agree with you on that definitely uh, Oh, um, Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Ooh, so, I mean, I love the music yeah. in this. They got Hans Zimmer. Like this is such a triple A action movie at heart. Like it's got all the right. pieces of that, and they let an art house director make it, which is just yeah. such, a, such a cool. I wish it go. was
1: making more money now that. I've yeah,
0: yeah, because yeah. the yeah, takeaway like, from this Kelly Wand is get someone more famous in it, or yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, but that would
1: ruin it. All right, it's right. Not I Colin agree. Farrell.
0: Uh but no but in a, but it's an ensemble movie too. And I don't Maybe know who people think it's about a black gang. Well, or... well I I mean I watched the trailer and was surprised at because I didn't know anything about it and how he's... clearly the trailer is trying to sell it, yeah, as a heist movie with uh, Liam Neeson in it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, what they I think they have to do to get people people they want they want to trick people into thinking they're going to see taken or the commuter or something. Oh, um, yeah. and I guess, you know, I don't know if the marketing didn't work, but uh, you know, it got to be on cinema score. That's the thing. It's a AAA action blockbuster but with an art house sensibility and we didn't uh, want to
1: see it so it's uh, right right exactly
0: yeah because i just thought it was going to be about you know widows i didn't know they were going to do a crime but Uh, it is a good title too so i don't even know what the solution oh it's a great title. yeah yeah exactly and you're considering exactly the twist just how ironic that is yeah yeah okay Uh, carrie coon
3: took its time to get there yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. Uh, carrie coon which one am i the only one (laughs) Oh, uh, so mad! I love—I'm so in love with Carrie Coon now, and I haven't even seen the season of Fargo she was in. So when Carrie Coon is the who, what Kelly Wan calls the baby lady. Uh, oh, that was her. I was love her, and scene. she's always playing like second fiddle, boring like agent or mom characters. She—they put her under all this makeup in Infinity War, um, and she—she she was even in that movie Kin I was telling you about. She shows up in the end to be an FBI agent. She's like in two scenes, um. But I love her she so Infinity much.
2: War.
0: She's one of the, the the sidekick guys with the makeup that um she has got a name like Nightshade. She's one of the villain guys, like one of not Thor, Thanos, Thanos is one of Thanos's Thanos. sidekick villain dudes. It's just Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of his tame's right. All right. Um, and she, I think, yeah. But, but she's from Fargo. She's probably from some other TV series. I guess I've told you guys about this movie called Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town with her and Mackenzie yeah. Davis in a duet. And I'm just obsessed with that one scene. And I just love Carrie Coon. So when she showed up, I was like, yes, the final widow. And she's going to join the, the yeah. group. And uh, they didn't no, include her. I was sad. Um, yeah. But that's – you need that character. So. Right. Oh, no, you definitely need it. And you definitely need that fake out too. Yeah, and she's yeah, one yeah. of the widows if you're going to do that right. twist. Well, they yeah. faked you out with her. No, I know. And I was so, so happy that Carrie Coon was in oh, this. Oh, good. One. Carrie Coon's in this. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Kelly Wan, how about that red-hot-headed doorstop? yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Colin that Farrell's little assistant. Like, I didn't know if that was his wife or his assistant or... Or his uh, lover or whatever. Right, right. Well, I mean, she was that, presumably, but eventually... Yeah. I Like, I don't know if we're supposed to know early on she's the assistant. I guess we are. Um, but I liked how that wasn't clear. Like, is she his wife? Is she his assistant? Uh, she's yeah. sort of cute, tagging along. Why does he
1: care? That's what's interesting about the you ever sleep with a black guy question. <gasps> well, is. we... His sex tape is with Black Lady and they're both it's great. Oh, the I
0: elect. didn't even think of that. Right. You you know yeah. what grabbed me about that scene though? Do you guys remember how that scene was shot? Uh,
1: sex with the black lady? Yeah. yeah. It no, no, no. It. <laughs> it sounded like
0: a yak that guy. The, the I see why I think it's like The scene in Widows. Do you remember how that was shot? Uh cuz no, it was part... really weird. It was a, it so was I'm a thinking about Dick's bold now. choice. So he's at the M Wow event and then the the oh, reporter uh, yeah. the reporter Jim Acosta Right Steadicam. yeah uh, well it's a steady cam on the front of their car yeah but, yeah, yeah yeah but there's a the hood, glare the on the yeah and there's a glare on the windshield the whole time so you can't see them but it's one shot from the, the rundown MWOW abandoned field where he's talking about yeah. revitalizing the neighborhood to his really nice house in real time, one right. shot, and you can't see him in the right. car. Right. It's and like a Jaws
3: Ferry. But it shifts from passenger side to driver side.
0: And it might be something. handheld, no, no. but I don't think there were any cuts.
3: No, there's there's no
0: cut. Right, right, uh, but it's like a handheld but, or it's something that's moving. It's yeah. not like it's not affixed to the car. It's definitely but but the point is we can't see him. Like he disappears right. from the neighborhood and then re emerges at his own house. He goes through the neighborhood encased in a black car where we can't even see him. Like he's yeah, yeah. only there to do his his little uh, photo op and his announcement and then he just wants to hide himself in this shiny black egg yeah. before he gets to his house and it emerges and it was just a visual way of showing that he is separate from this neighborhood that he's representing right. yeah, and I really yeah, like yeah. that that whole scene because that whole scene you remember that and I'm picturing Colin Farrell talking but Steve McQueen didn't show us any actors in that no. in that discussion we just no, see but the declared windshield he, he shows the first
3: half of the scene or most of the scene from the pat uh, uh, you know on the hood cam uh, where however the, however they they do the shooting of it uh, showing the passenger side of the car where he's talking and then once they get to the neighborhood the camera has shifted, I don't know how it happens, to the driver's side of the car where he emerges to get out.
0: Right. And I don't think it's a cut. I, I'm guessing that the D P just stood on with a handheld on the car that was towing the the limo. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um Dingus, oh, do you think I they had to get the, uh do you think they had to get FAA clearance for that? Oh shirt? my god <laughs> I do love oh wondering – like I love looking at shots like dingus and, oh and wondering about logistics. Like I love the, the logistics of was movie the making.
3: services the... table gluten-free? <laughs> I I assumed that it was mounted on the, on the hood actually. I, I mean I, I assumed that it was something that was mounted.
0: And on that it thing, might have been. It might have been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Uh, how do you feel about – and this is something that John Renninger brings up. Uh, he's another of our writer-inners. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Viola Davis's character having kept the gun? Do you think that's lucky? Do you think that's convenient?
0: Like, was it pre-planned, too, or just, yeah? Because uh, she, she knew that Liam that Neeson happened, was alive. Yeah. Uh, did she know that he was coming for the money? She had
3: to. Well, she she, she deliberately says, give me that gun, right? She takes the gun.
1: My, my question is, if she knew he was coming... Would she have gone to the same warehouse where she knows he's going to be? And would she have he, brought the money?
2: There?
1: Like yeah, I, I thought, we were going to get money. the normal
0: switcheroo where he looks in there and the money's not there because she knew. Like I, I don't think it was clear. Or yeah, one I'm of the not sure what. We're... Is
1: there to sandbag him?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure. She's what taking the t- him on by herself. I don't know what to take away from all that was supposed. And she, to
1: be. and she almost
0: loses because he right.
1: slaps her and knocks her down. Yep. And if he shot
0: her right then, she would have been screwed. And then... If he hadn't taken his eyes off of her, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But he thought so little of her. So Dingus, to answer your question, it seems like the movie is implying that it is just convenient. Yeah. What are your thoughts? No, I, I, I
3: don't know. I didn't notice it until John Renninger brought it up. And and his point is uh, it sure was lucky that Viola Davis kept Elizabeth Debecki's gun to plant on Liam Neeson while remembering to shoot him with a different gun.
0: And that Jatame gave them a vehicle. So. Well, and also that, that Jatame isn't looking in the rearview mirror and conveniently right. gets killed when they bump into the back yeah. of the van. I mean, and all I, of this. The ruthless killer left those. Well, exactly. People. And that also, we've seen him before. He's got his entourage of really frightening right. thugs, but he does yep. this one alone. Like, these to me are Jillian Flynn. Yeah, not, I don't even want to blame Jillian Flynn. These are, are movie conveniences. Because even the crying game, by the way, which is my over, ends with the IRA conveniently being sidestepped and outsmarted. Uh, like like movies where you're going up against such ruthless, entrenched, powerful people, it's hard to end those plausibly without there being something dumb, like the main bad guy not yeah. bringing his entourage or not looking in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, I, I like I'm willing to cut it to break. Of that.
1: Like you go, okay, he's driving away. Five seconds later, yeah. and then
0: five seconds later, that
2: whole
1: – Well, and again, how it how resolved.
0: it re- how it recalls the chaos of the first scene right, where right. everything's falling apart, and uh, yeah, and I, I yeah. love that. Was another thing I see. So few new ways to shoot things like car wrecks. That was a right. The, the, the technique of yeah. that, of from behind Daniel Kaluuya's head, the impact and the hood buckling up, like all in one shot. I imagine there might have been some CG there, but that that was a, a stark way to shoot like a head on collision. And all it right. made a revo
1: earner pay instead of just being the idiot who got sandbagged by, and just right.
0: Having,
3: right, having, right, right, right. As as you described during the uh, ops, opsis, like staring. Uh, he's just staring at something. And just <laughs> having him like just <laughs> just. I just got I the, just got killed in widow's
1: leg. look. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, Wait, what what? what? How did they get the car? Like he's thinking about the plot conveniences. <laughs> so actually, I election. am curious. How did they get the car? And what was that car they had? I don't know. I mean, I that that was the
3: that was their extra car that. Um,
0: They didn't all come together in one – in the van? Like they didn't – they brought you a car with fireworks in it? I don't know if that was planned or what. Yeah, yeah. Because we get a scene – we, we get a shot of them looking dejected and defeated when the white van drives away yeah. rather than, OK, let's get to the other car. All right, quick. let's get in the car. Right. Yeah, and I, I feel I, like we as the audience were being tricked into thinking, oh, they, they're they out of luck. They're screwed. They're
3: Flynn's sh-. here. Right. I thought that was – I thought that was somebody else. I thought that was like mob guys or, or – or Right, somebody. right, right. Exactly, Dingus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Right, right. Um, but, you know, right. and I was so into the movie at that point, I think we all were, that I – Yeah. We can cut it a break. Yeah. Yeah. It made me laugh, so I give it a pass. Like, oh, here come the Widows.
3: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Soren Hoagland says uh, it's a top ten contender for him.
1: Yeah, me
2: too.
3: Well, sure. It better Uh, be. It's been a soft year,
1: though. But, yeah, it would be
3: anyway,
0: even in a good year. Here's uh, a... I don't think it's been a soft year for Tom. I think Tom's. No, I've been seeing a lot. I, that's the thing is the things I've I've got on my list so far. We've only done podcasts for two of them. I've seen a lot of things this year that you jokers haven't seen. Tell me my list
1: sucks. It's so no, bad. I I've
0: told you. I've talked I know, I know. about <laughs> them over the course of you. <laughs> hey Christine. All right, here's the stupid thing. Christine's uh-huh. last year. Here's the stupid thing in this movie that did drive me crazy because it's an issue I feel strongly about. Elizabeth Debicki. Goes to get a gun. Do you guys remember how she yeah. finally gets the gun? Yeah. Do you know no. what that well, was?
3: Wait. Well, John Reniger yeah. says um, mm-hmm. uh, she indignantly explained that she's Polish when the architect guy mistook her for Russian and then later pretended to be Russian at a gun show for sympathy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and my issue there, do you like do you guys know the whole gun show loophole? Like do you know the why loophole? gun shows no, I, are a I really don't. stupid idea? Gun shows, the whole point of a gun show is that you don't need a license to sell a gun. It's a secondary market thing. People who own their guns, they can go to gun shows and they can sell oh. them. So a lot of gun merchants are actually just doing they're just private individuals who show up at gun shows because when you buy a gun at a gun show, it's, it's it's completely unregulated there are no background checks you don't need to show id there's no record of the transaction gun shows are oh. bullshit and they're one of the reasons that the united states is ridiculed as not having sensible laws for regulating yeah. guns because you well, just, we just go really to a gun the show have a
1: mass shooting every week right wait, so <laughs> if
3: i if i have a registered gun of my own mm-hmm. that i've had to go jump through a bunch of loopholes to get i can just sell it to you and you can. say
0: Yep. At a, no, no, only at a gun show. Like your name is going to be on the gun show. Uh, but whoever buys it from you Dingus doesn't, at a gun show doesn't have to fire, file any paperwork. So in this movie, when Elizabeth Debicki, uh, she, she uses subterfuge to show that her character is smart to get someone else to buy the gun. She's at a freaking gun show where the whole point is nobody knows you bought the damn gun. That's, yeah. that's what gun shows are, and oh. I, it's, it's, it's just a stupid political issue that I have about gun control, but the whole point of being in a gun show, you don't – there's no record of the transaction. You didn't get a background check. You didn't show anyone ID. You paid with cash. Nobody knows you bought the gun, so you don't have to pretend and get some, get a Trump supporter to buy the gun for you. Um, um, why does she do it at this? I, I can't. Because remember. the because Jillian Flynn, I, you know, because the movie wanted us to show that she was smart, that she could use her guile and play on this idea of people having preconceptions about mail order brides, and and I was okay with that as as a character choice, but just as a mechanical choice for how to use a gun show in a movie, I don't. I just thought it was well. Really the stupid director thought sure that our actual national that? policy is minute.
1: bad writing.
3: So I could just walk into a gun show tomorrow and buy a Glock. Let's do it. Why do you think that that's not the case? Absolutely, Dingus. Yep. I, I, you don't have I to show ID. I, I, well, Why I say I that think Dingus. It's not the case is because I, I can't imagine that you don't have to still go through some sort of background check.
0: I know, it, it, Dingus. Welcome to America. Now, yeah. now I will say certain states have fought against that, and and I know, it, maybe it varies by state. So maybe in Illinois, uh, where there's a lot more, more gun violence, land. by the way, maybe in Illinois it's, it's different. And I'm just. Projecting, but but that's been an issue with gun shows for a long time, and you can bet it's a big part of, of what the NRA does is they want guns because Snowflake. guns being sold is is money being made by people who manufacture guns, and the NRA is a lobbying group for them. Um, but Tom, we've so, only so had, had is, like 50 shootings this year. So, <laughs> so the thing is, in, in, in most states, what I'm sitting here and being dumb and yelling about is... Is true. (laughs) There might be some exceptions, though, but the whole point of a gun show is that it's a loophole. It's called a gun show loophole for a reason, Uh, and uh, I I don't know if this movie doesn't know it or if it's – maybe that that is how it is in Illinois, in which case – Or she went to the
1: wrong gun show.
0: Well, she went to one in Illinois, so maybe I stand corrected, Steve McQueen. It's weird, too, because
1: Viola Davis goes – she goes, where do I buy a gun? She goes, it's America. So already the right, 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 saying, exactly, yeah, exactly. Getting right. guns right. in America is not the problem. Right. And then,
2: there's...
0: but I'm okay though with this idea of her playing on the fact that she is a, a dumb mail order bride who needs guns. Like, but do that at a gun shop or something where, like, like don't put the character in a situation where there's no danger of being traced when you buy your gun. Uh, well, the problem would be the waiting period at a gun. Well, shop. right, exactly. Right. Oh, there. There's a waiting period. I uh, that that varies as well too by state, Kelly. Oh, look. So, Uh. don't get me started. Yeah, laws for owning guns in the United States are just fucked nine ways to Sunday. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, we're a really stupid country. I don't know if you've noticed. uh, What's
3: What's weird is that it's it's almost more difficult for her to buy a van.
0: Well, Dingus, it's more yeah, difficult yeah. to get a driver's license than it is to – yeah, it's more difficult to drive or a car a, to shoot a gun. Or find a widow
1: driver's license. Right. <laughs> in fact, they give up and they just hire <laughs> a roommate.
0: Who Not drove for them in Ocean's 8? Was that person available? Did they even need a driver? I don't that remember. That was the Oscars or something, was it? It it's at a fashion it? show, I believe, because women fashion love fashion. Fashion show with jewelry. Kelly Juan, yeah. women, women love dresses and jewelry. So, of course, that's where Ocean's 8 is going to have its heist. There are two different beauty salons in this movie. I think you're wrong. Michelle Rodriguez had like a—it wasn't a beauty salon; it was like a dress store or something, right?
3: Yeah, she had a wedding dress. Oh. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. See. It, it was clearly—it was a bridal store. Yeah. When you guys saw the movie, did you get Kelly? One, you probably didn't. Uh, Dingus, did you get the little Steve McQueen intro when you saw? Yeah, it? dress
1: store is way different.
0: From what yeah, and I wanted to punch <laughs> the movie screen. Uh, I don't need. I don't need
3: you to tell me. Welcome to my movie. Uh, it's not like I'm I'm at the table and the waiter is – Tell has Kelly Wand what we had to, to sit through. Right,
0: right. I'll be your director today. <laughs> yeah, I'll be your director. Um, these
3: are these are the specials. The special is this movie. Y'all are uh, making me so, homesick now. So what what I had to sit through was Steve McQueen popping up on screen and saying, uh, "Thanks for coming to see uh, Widows." Uh, I, this has been a movie I've been uh, really dreaming to make for many years. Thanks for being here uh but at first he he fucked up a couple of the lines like oh i can't quite get it right huh uh and then and then okay here's uh, your there's party. blooper it reel was,
2: yeah it was yeah it was,
3: it was yep. really like sitting down at a table at a restaurant and having a waiter come and say uh i'm here uh, i'm robert i will now give i will tell you yeah, your specials. specials welcome to um welcome to outback House. I mean, it was, when I was in
1: was, Boston, there was one for Snatched with uh, Amy Schumer and Goldie Hawn,
0: and she went, "Thank you so much for coming and not stealing this movie." See, at well, least I'm, at least in I'm Snatched, that makes here. Stop! That don't that, thank me. That that works with the tone of Snatched. I would be a yeah. little bit more okay with that. But to have Steve McQueen all jokey, and to be fair, the guy should be on cloud nine. It's great that he got this gig, uh, but it's just really jarring to have that kind of an intro. I feel like it was yeah. somebody made him do it. Like, I don't well, someone stupid, did dingus. You, yep. So you you saw what that was, right? Like, do you know who put this in front of the movie? It's the same no. people as Snatch. So it's a group called the Creative Future. I looked it up because I was like, Ew. who is who is doing Ew. this? They're 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 uh, an anti they're an anti piracy group. Uh, and the idea is, you know, oh. this is in front of a movie in the theater where people who aren't pirating the movie are sitting watching it a special it.
1: message from the director
0: yeah this will not be in front of the dvd when you buy it when you stream this movie on Get amazon this com, extra content you will not be sitting through yeah uh Get and the I, privilege you know, it's just I it's freaking just hate that movie. shit and because you
3: know <laughs> they they used to do that sort of uh, don't steal movies right before a movie well i'm
0: already here right the warning and i'm okay with putting the thing at the end about you know, this it's movie employed 7,000 7, people. people. Right, right. That's that's fine. It's unobtrusive. It's cool to know to get a sense of the scale. Only one dog was harmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They did boy, that poor little dog when he picked it up by the scruff of the neck. I know you can do it with a cat. You can do that with a dog. I felt bad for that little thing. That little dog yeah. looked freaky by the way. It looked like it looked like it was in some weird Muppet un, unnatur- it did Uncanny look cool Valley. A couple of times. Yeah. It? it looked unreal, yeah. I think it was a CG dog dingus. I don't think there was ever a dog on the set. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Only one uh, dog was harmed by giving it <laughs> Johnny Walker Black. In the water!
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Alright. So, uh, also, uh, yes, Kelly won, yes. I was
1: frustrated, but at the same time I didn't know a solution for when during the heist we can't tell who's who because they
0: were in the mass.
2: So
1: they the well, I,
0: boards. you know, the payoff there is the... Uh, so we don't know who shot Duval, Or do we? can't remember. Well, he's the blonde girl, wasn't it? Right. It, well, we know it's not Viola Davis because she's been exposed and her face is there, but... Right. yeah, Yeah, that's right, Kelly. Yeah, the mechanics of what actually happened to that, I no, think they're it's... supposed to deliberately be unclear. Yeah, who did shoot him, Dingus? Uh, I think
3: it's her because they... Viola she, Davis, Because oh. that's why she takes the gun. Oh. Oh, Debicki, oh, Debicki uh, shot so Duval. D- I think so.
0: Okay. And then got shot. Yeah. Okay. I need that for my husband later. <laughs> no, I think it's
3: for ballistics. Well, they had three right. guns,
0: didn't they? Didn't they each have one? Yeah, but I think. What happened I to think the other that, two?
3: I think that her leaving that particular gun at Liam Neeson's side is supposed to. Oh, oh right, 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 right. So that I guess the investigation
1: was was handled poorly of this crime by the police. Who There's would, no mention of the cops at all like well no leads. Well, it did get Colin Farrell elected. I guess right. they assume Jamel did it because he's his body is found. And then they and they, Oh, they Kelly Wand.
0: Singus, I money. bet Kelly Wand is right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh of course. Okay. Right, right. And it's not and then, Jamel. That was, they, G, they, then, that was that was that was Jatim, Kelly Wand. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. But then
1: yeah, and then No, I bet you're right. I bet go, you're totally right. Yeah.
0: And maybe that's why he loses the election even, too.
3: Colin was like, look, my
1: opponent no, no, killed no. his muscle, man. Robbed my dad.
3: No, he lost the – no, it's not that he lost the election. He won the election because of the sympathy.
1: But no, no, i right, saying
0: right. Jamal lost because – Like maybe that played it. We don't know how many points – yeah, that might have swung is, the election a certain number of yeah. points as well. Yeah. But no, Dinkes is right though. His body though. was
1: found near Robert du- and fleeing from Robert Duvall's
0: – Right, but uh, the takeaway though is that it's the sympathy vote that got Colin Farrell elected. That's what so it's therefore, say, yeah. right, so therefore it was whichever one of those women shot Robert Duval that got Colin Farrell elected, ironically, who was in cahoots uh. with Liam Neeson. Um, but Jamal
1: knows the widows stole it. <laughs> And so does the baby lady. What happens to her? <laughs> the
0: baby lady. It's
1: Carrie baby Coon. Lady. Call her the her name. Lady. She's awesome. Carrie she is Coon. so awesome. The baby lady.
0: Those, uh... Carrie Coon does not talk that way. You guys stop it. Uncool. Does she go, hey, you know
1: what? There's a couple fishy things. Fireworks, what?
0: By the way,
3: Chris Webb agrees with you that uh, that Carrie Coon uh, should have been in this more.
0: I love her so much. And I don't – I. I... I'm not, you I didn't, didn't watch this her Fargo, so thing? Fargo. No, I need to though because if I'm gonna love her so much, I need to get Fargo under my belt, don't I? It's the it's the uh, the Ewan McGregor season with David Thewlis, right? Oh yeah, that's the it? it's got the that's
1: the season where Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Ewan McGregor fell in love. And in season two, Kirsten Dunst and uh, Weird Damon. Uh, Jesse, Plemons. Jesse Plemons,
0: Jesse yeah. Plemons, right, right. They yeah. fell
1: in love making Fargo in season two. So Fargo, Fargo brings people
0: together, Kelly Wong. Fargo yeah. does bring couples together, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: only William H. Macy failed to get a eight out of the Fargo
3: <laughs> franchise. <friend. laughs> J- Jeff Sweet says, uh, while Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez
0: was out-acted by a dog... Oh, Jeff Sweet. (laughs) Uncool, Jeff Sweet. Uncool. Jeff Sweet, I sentenced Jeff Sweet to three viewings of Girl Fight. He says in her in her head it
3: was a solid performance by a really cute dog.
0: (laughs) The dog is freaky. It wasn't cute. It was uncanny dog valley. Come on, I don't like where that dog was. (laughs) Uncanny Dog Valley is awesome. Yeah. I'm not I'm not Uh... I'm not happy with the way that weird Muppet dog looked. I'm not happy with that. (laughs)
1: It would have been a different movie if it was a big dog and she had to bring the big dog in the car with her all like the time. A, yeah, the yeah like Beethoven. It would have been funny if the dog had been wearing a mask and talk like like a robot <laughs> on the heist with them.
2: Huh.
0: Or they all sent right, the dog so, to get the guns. Uh, widows. So dingus. So everybody obviously liked widows, right? I, I can't uh, imagine would not like widows. Yeah, the, the guys who listen to this podcast aren't the Cinema folks who would give it a B. I'll say. You know, people uh, but, wouldn't
1: like widows, or people haven't seen widows. It's like a Czech cereal.
3: Yeah, everybody, everybody pretty much liked it. John Reniger loved it, but said it was a little too pat. But everybody else was pretty uh. much like, yeah, they loved it. Brian Becker said it was a little overstuffed. Uh, he th- he thinks the drive the drive sequence where the um where they run into the run into his car uh, is it could make like a a really good little short movie. Uh, and Soren Hoagland loved it. You know, he said. It would be on this top ten, and uh, yeah, everybody pretty much liked it.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. Liam, (laughs) 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 listen, Kelly Wand, what do you think of this uh, month's three by three topic? Uh, forgot what it was. All right, well, let me tell you, because it's very convenient then that you forgot, because if you're listening to this podcast, and you can think of Kelly Wand and I have ridiculed the predator's dumb fingers. I want to kill the Predator,
1: including his fingers, and you think the Predator is cool
0: despite his fingers. Right, exactly. Yes, Kelly one. right. But we agree agree on his dumb fingers and the glove bending back when he has to press his little arm iPhone thing. He has a shoulder laser, so you like him. Uh, and he's got dreads and he's got little side mandibles and he can click really like mandibles and he makes clicky sounds and he's got IR vision with a little I triangle like his nipples. targeting reticle. He doesn't have predators don't have nipples, Kelly Juan just Yeah, they not do. like his if hairy chests No, ripples. no. They don't they, predators aren't mammals who milk their young. Oh uh, wow. so <laughs> <happen? laughs> at any rate, so because the predator Her has dumb milky. because the pre don't be gross. Because the predator <laughs> has dumb fingers <laughs> We're gonna do a three by three at the end of this month about freaky hands and claws. These are freaky hands and claws, claws. that aren't Merry dumb. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have ideas about freaky hands and claws, like that are effective, you're gonna to have to watch monster movies. Generally, you might have other things for this. Send your picks to three x three at quarter to three Be sure to get those to us by December thirtieth at midnight, and we'll read them on the air. Also. You guys have not been told this yet. This is new to Christian Malinsky and Kelly Wand. The movie we are seeing next week—it's now available for streaming. It's something we missed when it was in theaters. Uh, it's called the Lit- no Perfect Strangers, Little Stranger. Uh, what? Right, Kelly Wand. Did I screw up the title? Hold on, let me look up. Wait, yeah, the little—the little, little stranger. Uh, what is this? What? what the hell? Uh, it's something, Dingus. That uh, well, well, we'll talk more about it. But suffice to say, Sarah Waters. The very first. Few, yeah, I know. The very first few scenes, you'll be like, okay, this. I, we let's talk about this. Well, so, how we, uh, what, oh, it's, it's available for huh. streaming. It had a very short theatrical release about because I remember we talked about maybe seeing it in the theaters, but there was something else we did instead. Uh, but it's now available for streaming. Uh, watch it and send your thoughts to three x three at quarter to three dot com. Get those to us by Sunday, December 9th at midnight, and we'll include your comments on the air, and then we're all gonna watch it and discuss it next week. Man. Yeah, so join <laughs> us for that. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Murkowski. It's Christian Murkowski. And we also had Kelly Wand. Hey
1: Tom, I saw a thing for a movie called The Jurassic Dead. It's like a T Rex zombie. It's like T-Rex, but without T-Rex's intelligence.
2: Waiting for the...
1: Chinese ban time travel what if a time traveler went back before the ban and prevent
3: <laughs> we have a lot to do crazy is it on the list I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky observation reflection faith and determination in this way we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us alright and we have what eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6 is that a question yes, sir? yes Walter that's a question that is correct
0: Wait, no, crying isn't on the list. Oh, yeah. maybe maybe crying is on the list.
1: No, you're right. Angus is retarded. Crazy's not on the list. No, wait, crying's not on the list is the line. Crazy's not on the list of things that...
0: No, crazy. That crazy is on the list. Crying isn't. Right. Look, yeah. we have three days to look and move
3: like men.